just open, would you just lift your hands right now and prepare yourself for the word of the Lord this morning. We prepare ourselves. We are ready for what you have to say for us. Our worship is not done. It is not finished. This service has still yet more to go. We're ready to hear what you have for us this morning. And the word of the Lord this morning comes from 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 5 through 8. 1 Samuel 4, chapter, or verses 5 through 8. We'll wait just a moment for them to get that on the screen so you can follow along. And this is what it says. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth rang again. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the ark of the Lord was coming to the camp. And the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God is coming to the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing heretofore. Woe unto us, who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Let us pray, Lord. We are ready for your word. You've put a word in our pastor's soul this week, and we are ready to hear it. Lord, we declare your word today. Give our pastor liberty and anointing and freedom to speak that which you put in his soul in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Brother Zach. God bless. Good to see everybody here today. You may be seated. We're going to get right into the word of the Lord this morning. Before I preach this sermon, let me prepare everyone in this building for its delivery. Today's sermon is a very important sermon for our future, for the future of our church and for the future of everyone in here. Each individual's future's at stake. It's going to affect our present. It's going to be affecting our sermons. It's going to be affecting our present, our future victories, our deliverances, our blessing, and our spiritual outcomes. If you want to have a delivering, victorious, overcoming, devil-stomping, demon-conquering future, then hear what the Lord is about to say. Listen up. The word I have for you today is found in the book of Revelations, chapter 3, verse 22. It kind of sums it all up. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. I have used this scripture many, many times in other sermons, but never have I used it as seriously as I am using it today. This is not just a good scripture to fit into a sermon, but the Lord is instructing this congregation today to pay attention, to listen up, be sober, be alert. If you got ears, God's saying use them here today because it's vitally important. Is there anyone in here today that wasn't born without any ears or anybody that don't have any ears? I thought so. So you know what? That means that this sermon is for every single one of us in this building. I hear people all the time, boy, that sermon was for me, and that may be true. But I'm here to tell you this sermon is for this congregation. It's for every single person in this building. On many occasions, as Jesus was trying to get his point across through a sermon or through an illustration or through his teaching, he would always say before he began, or maybe even after a little bit after he gave an introduction, he would say, he that hath an ear, let him here in the presentation of his message in Matthew eleven fifteen, in the message in thir Matthew thirteen nineteen, in his message in Matthew thirteen forty three, in his message in Mark chapter four verse nine, in his message in Luke chapter eight verse eight, in his message in Luke fourteen thirty five, in his message uh, throughout all of the rest of the gospels, he would always say, "Okay, he that hath ears, let him hear." He said it multiple, multiple times, and we've never really paid attention. And when Jesus would say that, he's saying, "Hey guys, listen up! That the word." 
words I speak into you, they are spirit and they are life. They're eternal. They're vitally important. And can I tell you, when he would begin to be repetitious, he would address the crowds and he'd say, verily, verily, I say unto you. In other words, pay attention. Be alert. I'm trying to get your attention upon me because, you know, we're all easily, so easily distracted. And there's so many times, not only is there physical distractions, there's spiritual distractions in the heavenlies. The enemy does not want this sermon to go out today. I'll tell you that for sure. I've got a rhema word for this congregation. I got a word in season. I got a word that's going to blow your family apart. Are you ready to hear it? I said, are you ready to hear it? Are you with me here today? God's about to do something and he is doing something at this very hour. This is a serious message today. I won't be long in my delivery. I'm not gonna be repetitious like I normally am, so listen up and pay attention. I'm gonna be moving rather fast today and just speak to you what the Lord has birthed in my heart because when God births something, I just gotta go with it. That's just the way it is. And then we're gonna just stop and watch the Lord work. Are you ready to see the wonderful workings of God? If you are, say amen. I said, if you are, say amen. I said, if you are, say amen. Amen and amen. This week as I begin to study for my usual Sunday morning sermon, something happened to me in a prayer meeting on Tuesday night. We had had a prayer meeting on Monday night. We had a prayer meeting on Tuesday night. And Tuesday night, God connected with me. After reading and studying and researching all week and the week before for a sermon that, or for the leading of a sermon that I might give to this congregation for this day, I didn't have a thing. I didn't have anything from the Lord. And some people think that we just get up here and we just preach, but we don't just preach sermons. We try to preach messages. We try to find out the mind of God, the will of God, the discernment of God and what God wants to speak to this congregation. I take this very seriously. I love you. I love God and I'll stand accountable for what I preach and when I get up here, I can go get a book and I can go on the internet. I can get a sermon and we can come up here and we can just preach little flattering words and give you an outline and give you structure and give you indoctrination. We can do that but I'm for past that in my life. I want to hear a word in season from the Lord for this very hour, for this very moment, and for this very day. I want to hear what the Lord is up to, and then I want to get right into it. Head deep, can I have an amen? There are times when we don't have a certain leading, and we as pastors, and we have to, and we don't have a sometimes a certain direction, and we as pastors have to preach by faith. That's what faith's all about. There's times we have to we have to preach doctrinal message. We have to pastor. But this morning I'm not here with a word just preaching by faith. I'm preaching out of inspiration. I'm preaching out of overflow. I'm preaching out of divine revelation. I'm here to tell you God has spoken to this pastor today. And if God has spoken to me to preach to you, guess what that means? This message is going to be God speaking to you. Can I have an amen? Amen. First, uh, this week as I was praying, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just scriptures started flooding my mind. Now, I don't know all of them by memorization. I do know them in their content. I do know them in the story, but they just started flooding me. And I got to thinking, oh God, what is this all about? And the scriptures just kept coming and kept coming. I'm sitting there and I'm praying and scriptures or I'm hearing them in my spirit and I begin to quote them to myself. And I even quoted some I didn't even know how to quote because they were coming to me verbatim. 
in the spirit realm. And then I got home and I was even able to remember them and I started writing them down. The first one was found in our text in 1 Samuel chapter 4 verse 5. And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all of Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth rang again. And then Acts chapter 2 verse 2 came to me. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And then there came 1 Kings 18.41 and Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up and eat and drink and for there I hear a sound of abundance of rain. In 2 Kings 7 and 6 it came to me. For the Lord has caused the army of the enemies to hear the sound of chariots and the sound of horses, even the shout of a great army, so that they said one to another, behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to come up against us. And then I heard 1 Chronicles chapter 14 verse 15. It shall be when you hear the sound marching in the top of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle for God will go out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. And then I heard Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 7. Oh, I'm about to preach. He said, so I prophesied as I commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold there was a rattling and the bones came together bone to his bone the foot bone came to the ankle bone the ankle bone came to the the, the foot bone and the ankle bone came to the shin bone the shin bone came to the knee bone the knee bone came to the leg bone the leg bone came to the hip bone and on and on until there arose up an exceedingly great army Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 12 came to me then the spirit lifted me up and I heard a great rumbling sound behind me blessed be the glory of the Lord in this place and then I heard Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 13 and I heard the sound of the wings of the living beings touching one another and the sound of the wheels beside them even a great rumbling sound and then I heard Ezekiel chapter 10 verse 5 moreover the sound of the wings of the cherubims was heard as far as the outer court like the voice of God almighty when he speaks and then I heard Joshua chapter 6 verse 5 and it shall come to pass that when they make long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet and all the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city shall fall down and then I heard 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 11 and 12 and he said go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord and behold the Lord passed by and a great and a strong wind rent the mountain and break the pieces and the rocks before the Lord but the Lord was not in the wind and after the wind an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake there was a fire but the Lord was not in the fire but then Elijah heard a still small voice and it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and then I heard Romans 8 26 likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for when we know not what we should pray as we ought but the spirit himself maketh intercessory with our spirit with moanings and groanings that cannot be uttered and then I heard Romans 8 and 22 for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together even to now as the Lord began to speak these scriptures to me immediately I seen in the spirit and I understood and had revelation that they all had one thing in common I tell you the revelation came as he spoke them to me and the spirit spoke to me and this is what he said get a hold of this write it down put it in your put it in your spirit he said sound or noise will always precede the manifestation are you ready to hear it again I said sound or noise will always 
always precede the manifestation. The rain came after Elijah heard the sound of an abundance rain. When he heard it, there wasn't a cloud in the sky. When he heard it, the sun was shining bright, but he heard it in the ear of faith. And then what he heard, he declared. And what he declared came to pass. The Holy Spirit came. And after the sound of a rushing mighty wind, the glory of God came to David's army after he heard the sound in the tops of the mulberry trees. The exceedingly great army was not formed. It did not come alive until after Ezekiel heard the rattling of the dry bones. Elijah found out that God was not in an event. He was not in a fire. He was not in a wind. He was not in an earthquake. When are we going to find out that God is in an event? God is in a sound. I want you to know he was in the still small voice of God. Can I have an amen in this house? Joshua found out that the walls of Jericho would not come down until there was a shout and there was a blast upon the ram's horn and the people all had to shout. Can I have a shout in this house today? Can I have somebody agree with me? Oh, stand to your feet and give God praise if you believe it. Sound precedes manifestation. I hear rumbling. I hear sound. Oh, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Think about it. Sound preceded creation. It preceded manifestation. Matter of fact, when God is about to do something, a sound has to be released from his people. Amen. The fact is, the first thing that God created was not the heaven and the earth like you and I think. Some of you going to right here say, well, he's getting unsound in his doctrine because the first thing that God said he created was the heaven and the earth. No, it's not. That is not the first thing that God created. The first thing that God created was a sound, and God said. Come on now. The first thing that God created was sound because if God would have never said, if God would have never said, there would have never been a heaven and earth. It was the sound that declared it before it ever happened. Can I have an amen? Sound has always preceded manifestation. Sound is a language. It reveals that which is to come or that which is about to happen. And when you're watching a movie, you know you can almost tell what's going to happen in that movie by the sounds. I remember when I was a little boy, we weren't Christian boys back in those days, and we were watching when it first came out, Jaws. Anybody see Jaws? And you'd be sitting there and all of a sudden, do, 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 do. You know what that meant? That means somebody's about to get eaten by a shark. That's exactly what that meant. You'd be sitting there and all of a sudden, do, 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 do. You think, uh-oh, here's a woman and she's just a swimming or a man is swimming or a boating or whatever. They're having the time of their life. Everything's beautiful. Everything's great. But the atmosphere changed over a sound. Do, 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 do. And then all of a sudden, fear grips you through the television. All of a sudden, you got sitting here like this and you're, you're kind of wondering if you should watch it or not. And out of nowhere, a jaws come up out of the sea and took somebody's life. I'm here to tell you sound sets an atmosphere. 
clear. I want to tell you, sound is a language. And there is a rumbling going on in the house of God. Hey, there's a sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear it in my spirit. I hear it in my inner man. I know that God is speaking to this congregation. Get ready. I hear the rumbling of the mulberry trees. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the trumpet sound. I hear the ram's horn sound. I'm here to tell you that there's a sound in the heavenlies here this morning. If you believe it, give the Lord a praise. Amen. Each sound that you hear in the spirit is a revelation of that which is about to be revealed. Did you hear that? When you hear come forth, you know a Lazarus about to walk out of a grave somewhere. When you hear prisoners singing and praising God at their midnight hour, you know there's a jailbreak at hand. Amen. When you hear an army go out and face the enemies by playing their musical instruments instead of putting their warriors out front with swords and spears like that of Jehoshaphat, then you know the Lord is setting up an ambush against the enemy and victory is certain. When you hear the trumpet of the Lord, then you will see a rapture of the church and the manifestation of the period of the glory of God and the clouds of glory. But I tell you, it's not going to happen till there's a sound. Sound precedes manifestation. It was Job that said in Job 36, 33, its noise declares his presence. His noise declares his presence. Everybody talks about, you don't have to be a radical. Everybody talks about, well, you know, that's just not my personality. Everybody talks about why that a lot of times there's lethargicness and coldness. I call it an indifference. and They call it quietness. I'm here to tell you something. You can say whatever you want to say. I don't care what your personality is. I don't care if you got a Presbyterian background. I don't care if you got a Baptist background. I don't care if you got a Pentecostal background. I don't care what kind of background. You may not have any kind of religious background. But when God shows up and God's up here, you'll make a sound. Can I have an amen? There's not only physical sounds in the natural that we hear with the human ear, but there's also spiritual sounds in the realm of the supernatural that we hear with spiritual ears. Can I have an amen? It was Habakkuk that said, in Habakkuk chapter three, verse 16, concerning him, listen to what he said he heard. He heard the Lord walking through the sea with his horses and through the heap of great waters to bring salvation. That's what he said in the scripture. Now, first of all, I want you to understand. He said, I heard in my inward parts trembled at the sound and my lips quivered. And let me say it again. He said, I heard and my inward parts trembled at the sound my lips quivered, he said. Habakkuk did not hear the, with his natural ear, with, but with his spiritual ear. He didn't hear those horses going through the water with his natural ear. He heard it in his inward ear. How do I know? He said, my inward parts trembled, meaning that he heard God down deep in his belly. Haven't you ever heard God down deep in your inward parts, down in your belly, down in your soul? down in your spirit and upon hearing it established a truth inside of you and even though it was not yet seen with the natural eye or heard with the natural ear you heard God in your spirit with your spiritual ear and you can all and all you can say now is I know that I know that I know that I know that I know the devil will come by and try to convince you differently oh no I know that I know that I know he'll try to rob it from you he'll try to deceive you he'll try to strip it from you but 
no, it can't be gone. It can't be lost. Why? Because down deep, you heard the voice of God. You know what he said. It's something down in your inward parts. It's something you can't let go of because it's got a grip a hold of you that you, it's just stronger than you are. It is a living word. It is a resurrection word. It's a word of hope. It's a word of faith. And nothing can strip it. Why? Because God spoke it into your inner being and it's entwined inside of you. Can I have an amen? And all you can say is, I know that I know. Nothing can convince you differently. This is called you exercising your spiritual senses. You know, all, all of us have physical senses. We got five of them. Taste, hearing, smelling, feeling, and, and seeing. Even so, you have spiritual senses. And that's why the writer of Hebrews said to sharpen our spiritual senses so that we can discern both good and evil according to Hebrews 5.14. It was David that confessed this in Psalms 51 and 6. This is the King James Version. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part that has made me to know wisdom. The New American Standard Translation put it this way. Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being and in the hidden part you have made me know wisdom. Britain translation says, For behold, thou lovest truth in the inward part and thou hast manifested to me the secret and hidden things of wisdom. Now, we can know truth in our inward parts before it is ever manifested in the natural or become tangible upon the earth. It was Job that said in Job 32 and 8, but there is a spirit in man. How many's got a spirit? How many's been born again? Your spirit alive in Christ. That spirit that was dead in trespasses and sin has come alive. It's been resurrected by the blood of the lamb and you're a living creature. How many is alive in this place through the new birth? He said, but there's a spirit of man and the inspiration of the almighty giveth them understanding. Hallelujah. The miraculous encounters happen in the spiritual way before they're manifested in the natural. It is believed, it is discerned, it's accepted in the spirit realm as truth way before it's revealed in the natural realm. Therefore, what is perceived in the inside creates a sound because man is gonna respond to the inward presence and prompting and urges of the spirit and that which he comes to accept as truth. Therefore, he discerns through the lens of faith what God has said and what God has said will create an emotion that will create a sound. It will create a song, it'll create a praise, a hallelujah, a glory, a shout, a testimony, a confession, a prayer, it'll create something. Out of our mouths, our heart, and our inner being, we will express, it, or the inner man will express itself. It will speak and it will make a sound. It will make a noise of some kind. It will swell up on the inside until it spills out on the outside. Can I have an amen? How many is impregnated with a word or a sound from God here this morning? Have you heard the voice of God? If you have, raise your hand at me then I want to tell you that what you heard, it's going to grow until it just takes you over. Isn't that what Jesus said in John 7 and verse 38? He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of, out of that inner being, out of that overflow, in that belly, it's going to flow out. Can I tell you what is believed on the inside cannot be stopped from being manifested and birthed on the outside. Whatever God's put, uh, whatever vision God's put inside of my spirit, it will come to pass in the natural. What you believe in the lens of faith and by the eye of faith will, and you don't see it in the natural eye, you don't hear anything, you don't see any movement, 
I'm here to tell you, you better get ready because out of your belly, there's going to come a roar. There's going to come a praise. There's going to come a testimony. There's going to come a confession. There's going to come something that rolls out of you. And when you make that sound, it's going to birth forth and spring forth and manifestation is going to follow. Hallelujah. This is why Habakkuk 2.3 says, for the vision is for an appointed time. And at the end, it will speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will not tarry, it shall come, and it will not tarry. Folks, revival is not coming, it's here. Awakening isn't on the horizons, it's among us now. Deliverance isn't going to happen, it's happening. We're in the working stages of miracles. Right now, we're receiving miracles and cause of things happening in people's lives. Salvation isn't coming, because today is the day of salvation. Restoration has begun. Healing is happening. Miracles are being manifested. Marriages are being restored. Hope is springing up. Faith is rising. Holiness is invading our lives. What did I just hear? Did I hear somebody say hallelujah? Did I hear somebody say amen? You know what? That, that sounds. They're reacting to the truth from their inward part. They hear it in their spirit. And out of their spirit, they're saying hallelujah. Whoa, glory to God. Come on, somebody help me preach. Amen? There's something even different about our praise and worship right now. I'm getting ahead of my notes just a little bit. I'll retrieve it somehow. I'll make a circle here. But I'm here to tell you, I've been in this church for 35 years, and there's a difference about our worship right now. Oh, as we begin to worship, you'll begin to hear a different rumble in the congregation. You'll begin to hear, woo! You'll, ah! you'll, you're beginning to hear more expressions of sounds, all kinds of different kinds of sounds, from shouts to hallelujahs to praise to, to noises of, of just things, uh, laughter. I remember old brother B.B., he used to come in in the anointing, get on him and hear, ha, 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 Man, he, and I tell you, it penetrates you. What was it? He was reacting out of his own. He began to connect with spiritual truth on the inside of him, and he began to believe that which God had spoken, though not yet manifest. Though yet not even evidence seen whatsoever, by faith he believed, and there came a sound, and that sound you keep sounding it long enough and loud enough in faith, manifestation will come on its heels. Oh, somebody needs to stand up and give God praise right here, right now. talking about a sound that you make when you make a birdie on a golf course. I'm not talking about when you make the hoop playing basketball. I'm not talking about the sound you make when you make a ringer playing horseshoes. I'm not talking about a sound when you make a home run at bat in baseball. I'm talking about a stirring in the mulberry trees. There's a rumble going on in here. Come on, somebody, help me preach. It ain't no normal sound. It ain't a sound of excitement. It's a sound of expectation. It's not just a stirring of an emotion because you made a ringer or you made a basket or you hit a home run. No, 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 no. It's something far more than that. 
It's something that's being cultivated and nurtured and implanted and stirred and created by the Holy Ghost from heaven. It's an eternal sound. It's God's sound. It's a sound of authority. It's a sound of power. It's a sound of glory. It's a sound of hope, a sound of healing, a sound of deliverance. Come on, whatever you need, it's your sound here today. Amen? I don't know if you believe like I do, but I believe that heavens are sounding right now. As a matter of fact, you can call me crazy. You can call me a fanatic and call me radical. But I've been hearing spiritual sounds. Driving, driving me bananas. I want to tell you why it's driving me bananas. Because I want everybody else to hear them. And when I get around and other people, when I begin to share them, they don't hear them. It's driving me crazy. I want them to hear it so bad. I can't manufacture it for them. I can't create it for them. Come on, somebody. I was telling my prayer group just the other day, I said, guys, I don't know, you're going to look at me kind of weird. I'm going to put myself out on a limb. Now, there's some crazy people in Pentecost. There are weird people in Charismatic. I mean, there's some flakes out there. You know what I'm talking about. They're out in la-la land. They do some goofy and eccentric things. I'm here to tell you, you can call me whatever you want to call me, but this pastor has been walking in something that I've never walked in before in my life. In my spirit, I hear a rumbling. I can hear it right now. It's an echo in my spirit. I hear it as I preach right here. The first thing that I heard in my spirit was some time ago is what Jeremiah heard. I never even seen this scripture until I started studying this sermon. Jeremiah heard it in Jeremiah 50, 22. The noise of battle is in the land. Before the enemy had ever even evaded, Jeremiah had heard the battle in the land in his spirit. Battle had not even come. The battle was not even on the horizon. And yet Jeremiah said, hey, there is a sound, a noise of battle in the land. You better get ready. You're fixing to get invaded, boys. That's what he's saying. Because the sound was an indicator of what was to come. It was a manifestation of what was to come. And this one, it happened to be the, 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 uh, the sound of judgment. God forbid that. But I heard the Lord in, in this noise. I just, I felt it. I heard the, the clamoring of, of, of spiritual weaponry. And I said, God, what is this? He says, it's the sound of battle. And before the enemy ever invaded, Jeremiah said, I heard this. And no doubt we're in the battle for our lives. America's in the battle for its life. Our children in the battle for their lives. But I want to give you some hope here today. I not only heard in my spirit the battle is in the land, but I hear a holy rumble. I hear a distant rumble that sounds like an approaching army, a heavenly multitude, a heavenly rumble. Like there's thousands or millions. I wish I, wished I could create that sound and I can't. I hear the rumble of chariot wheels and they're not just chariot wheels of Egypt where they're chasing us. I want to tell you right now and I'm going to prophesy this. The chariot wheels of Pharaoh's army, the world's army and the world's chariots, they have been dismantled. We're no longer on the run. We're no longer going to be chased and hounded and backed up and pushed around and bullied by our enemy. I want to look the devil eye to eye here today. The bullying is over. Yeah. 
Somebody needs to hear that word. The bullying over your life is over. You've been pushed around and kicked around and slapped on and mocked and ridiculed and slandered and made fun of and you're sitting there condemned and full of all kinds of anxiety and emotions of depression and and you're walking around as a defeat. I want to tell you, I hear a sound that's greater than any chariot that the enemy has. I hear the fiery chariots of Elijah is upon us and driven by angels and spirit men and the angels of the Lord, the messengers messengers of God are coming to avenge his people. Though you dash your foot against the stone, God's going to send his angels to bear you up. Somebody ought to be getting happy here today. I'm talking victory. Just like Elisha said to his servants that could not see, should open his eyes, that my servant must be for there be more for us than they are for them. Amen? Call me crazy. But I hear what Ezekiel said in Ezekiel 3, verse 12 and 13. We quoted it a while ago. I hear it in my spirit. Then the spirit lifted me up. That's how, that's how you hear things. You get lifted up in the spirit, elevated in Christ. And I heard a great rumbling sound behind me. Blessed be the glory of the Lord in this place. And heard the sound of the wings of the living beings, the cherubims, the seraphims, the angels. They were touching one another. Heard the sounds of the wheels of chariots beside them, even a great rumbling sound. That's what he said. That's what I hear. That's what I've been hearing. And as I began to look in these scriptures, I thought I knew what they meant. And all of a sudden, God gave me a rhema out of them. The first one, it says, the Spirit of the Lord lifted me up and I heard a great rumbling sound behind me. And then I thought he spoke what he heard behind him when he said, blessed be the glory of the Lord in this place. That is not what happened. What happened is, this is what Ezekiel said. He said, man, the Spirit lifted me up. And then he said, I heard a great rumbling sound behind me. Then as a response of what he heard, he said, he made the sound. Blessed be the glory of God in his place. When is the church going to begin to respond to what they're hearing from the Lord and begin to break loose like old Ezekiel did? Ezekiel made a sound. He declared the glory of God that over what he perceived to be by a great sound behind. And then he told you what the sound was. And I heard the sound of the wings of the, he says it's the living beings, it's the seraphims, it's the angels, it's the cherubim, it's the cherub. That's what I heard. But his response was, blessed be the Lord. How many times have I been preaching and it connected to somebody and somebody said, oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. How many sometimes will be out there singing and you'll hear, woo! Somebody just got a revelation in the song service and it turned a bucket of honey down deep in their soul and out of what they felt, they expressed what they know to be true and there was a sound that came forth. Can I have an amen? Uh, all I can say today is, blessed be the glory of the Lord in this place. Would you stand and would you just say that with me? 
Say it loud as you can. Blessed be the glory of the Lord in this place. Now let me hear you sing. Now say it like you're not making a hole in one. Say it like it's a heavenly thing. Amen. Don't tell me we're not in revival. There's been an intensifying prayer rumble. You can sit down. That has spread across America for the last five years it's intensified. There's been prayer movements happening all across America and people are praying by the millions now. That's why God gave me Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not we are to pray, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession with our spirits with moanings and groanings that cannot be uttered. And then even the earth itself is groaning. Romans 8, 22, the whole creation groans and labors with pains even to now. Right now there's a distinction that's coming from the house of God. I hear it every Monday night when we pray. Tuesday night I heard it. The women are hearing it in their prayer meetings. I can go by people's offices sometimes when they're praying and they don't even know I'm listening and I can hear it there. There's just something about that moaning and groaning. The other morning I got up, was going to get ready to come to the office. I was actually going to try to go by the nursing home first where my mom's at, try to do that in the mornings as much as I can. And I get up and I walk to the living room. When I walked in the living room, an energy, an atmosphere was created there. I don't know if Jenny had her devotion or whatever, but if she did, I wish she'd have them more often and, and around me. I walked to that place, the Spirit of the Lord hit me, and out of nowhere, moanings and groans, you, you, if someone would have come in, they'd say, you better call an ambulance, that man's dying. Come on now. What was it? It was a moaning and a groan. When I got done, I felt like I had enough faith to attack a nuclear bomb and put it out. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Is somebody living what I'm living right now? I hear, and I know it's there, and I know without a shout out, there's a rumble, and it's the very sound that's about to bring the manifestation of the Son of God to the palace of praise. Sound is prophetic. It travels ahead of you to bring about in the natural what you believe and heard within the spiritual. Can I have an amen? God help me. It was the rumble of a church prayer meeting that preceded the manifestation of del that brought deliverance to Peter from prison. If there was no rumble, no sound, no prayer from that little church, there would have been no deliverance for Peter in the prayer movement. What is so sad about our text? Let's look at it for a minute. Let's look at it in a negative sense just for a minute and then we'll turn it around and we'll close. What's so sad about our text is that people took for granted the importance of their inward sound. There are so many people that want to be able to just say, I want to be in control of my life of what I allow to go through me and out of me. Well, you are in control. But the question I have is, how seriously do you take this thing called Holy Ghost and how serious do you take this thing called spiritual sound? Israel was desperate because they had fought a battle with the Philistines a few days before and they lost and there were 4,000 Israelites killed. Israel, out of desperation, tried to mimic, copy, and manufacture an outward sound that was not 
inspired by inward truth that David talked about. Their sound did not rise in faith. And how many knows that no flesh is going to glory in God's presence? Come on now. The sound did not rise out of their most inward parts, but out of the manipulation and the manufacturing of the flesh. They had learned how to have victory. They knew that sound preceded manifestation, but what they failed to realize was their sound had to be the reaction of their inward belief that was established by truth. Are you listening? So now we see that they begin to bring the Ark of the Covenant in, which represents the presence of God, and before it, they would bring in their shoutings. That was their sound. They were praising, they were glorifying, they were making all kinds of sounds. they, They shouted before the Lord, knowing that their sound preceded manifestation. They had come like that of Samson, when it says about Samson that he went out and shook himself as before, but he did not know that the glory of the Lord had departed from him. He went through the mechanics, but the difference the first time that he shook himself, it was manufactured by inward belief of truth, but this time it was just a shake of the flesh. And the enemy put his eyes out and took him captive. It is the same word here when he says that the Philistines, when they heard the sound, they said, what meaneth this? They heard it. What's going on down in the camp of Israel? What meaneth this? It is the same identical phrase that is used when the Holy Ghost spirit fell on the day of Pentecost and the men took to the streets and they were all speaking with other tongues and the men that stood by said, what meaneth this? They heard the sound. What's going on with that sound? Fear gripped the Philistines. They were troubled. And they even said, oh, these, this is that God that had destroyed all of the Egyptians, got the most powerful nation on planet Earth. They have destroyed all of the gods of the Philistines. Come on now. It's a sad day when the enemy has more sensitivity and understanding of the importance of spiritual sound and the rumblings of the spirit than what we do as a church. The enemy feared they trembled at the sound. They knew its importance. They had more faith in truth than what Israel did. Israel made their noise, but no manifestation followed because it was of the flesh. And the Ark of the Covenant was stolen that day, so the presence of God and the plan of God was aborted over Israel of what God wanted to do, and the presence was taken away from them for a season. We've seen too much of that in the church. What makes the sound of the flesh, and what makes the sound of the spirit? Israel took the relationship for granted. They wanted to live in idolatry and sin and still have God's anointing and favor and blessing. And let me just stop right here and say, if you're practicing sin, if you're living in sin, and you're openly, I'm not talking about struggle. I'm not talking about fighting. I'm not talking about I'm t- a warring, warring in, the, in the spirit. I'm talking that if you are practicing sin, you're living in sin, and you're openly sinning, then you can shout, you can praise, you can pray, you can declare all you want, but there will be nothing happen because of your sound. And matter of fact, Psalms 5 and 9 says that. Listen to this. For there's no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. There's no truth. Their throat is an open sepulcher, and they flatter with their tongue. 
Let me break it down to what the psalmist said. They go through the motions. They make the right sounds. They say the right stuff. They flatter with their tongues. They make a noise, but there's no faithfulness in their mouth. There's no truth in their inward parts. In the inward parts, there's wickedness, and there's no truth in their, deep in their spirit. Therefore, there shall be no manifestation follow their sound because their sound is like a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal with no power because they lack love, the love of God. Let me ask you, what is the sound inside of you? Want a defeat or want a victory here today? Hey, somebody's confessing it. I heard a hallelujah and I heard a victory. You know what? Them two people's done got it. Amen. I'm asking you, what's the sound inside of you today? Want a defeat or victory? I can't hear you. Really? Is it really? Stand to your feet then, those of you who got victory and make a noise. Make a noise. <laughs> ah, you might as well not shut up yet. You might as well convince God you got victory. Come on, somebody convince the Lord you got victory down here. How many believe in what he said? How many's believing this sermon this morning? The bullying is over. Being pushed around is over. You're no longer a doormat to the enemy. Come on, somebody. I hear it. I see, I hear the rumbling. Some of this congregation is getting it. Woo, 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 woo. Hey, 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 hey. Say, what are you trying to do, stir something up? You bet I am. I'm stirring up the gift that God put down deep inside of us. Hey, Timothy, stir up the gift that lies deep inside of you that was planted there by your grandmother and your mother. Oh, hallelujah, you may be seated. We're about to close whenever I get ready. Somebody said, what are you, a pig farmer? I don't know what I am, but I feel it. Oh, Lord, you got to help me preach right now. I got to get rid I got to, I got to deliver this or I'm going to blow up. Those of us that love God, we're not just making a sound of a tinkling cymbal and a sounding breast. There's something connected to our sound. Come on now. We've repented. We may be warring. We may be fighting. We may be treading water. We may be hanging on. We may be wounded. We may be hurt. Come on. But there's something about this sound, something deep. And our inward parts can't let go of that sound. It's kind of like what David said, try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked ways in me. And Lord, if it's take it away and remove it so I can have liberty in this sound. It's time for us to recognize in order to have supernatural manifestation, 
then we have to release a sound from what you believe to be true from your most inner being. What comes out of your mouth is an indicator of what's inside of you. Out of your mouth, the issues of your heart is revealed. Out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaketh. When you come in here with fear and you're depressed and you're full of anxiety, guess what? You don't have a spiritual sound down deep. You've not heard the sound of hope, the sound of truth. I like, I like um, that song that, oh, what's Casting Crowns. I like Casting Crowns. That the, They talk about the sound of truth. And I want to tell you, when you hear God speak to you, that truth is alive. When God speaks, whatever he says will not go out void. It will accomplish that thing in which he saith. And when you believe it, you'll respond with a sound. Come on, somebody. I get tickled at Randy West when he preaches. Everybody's got their little cliches that the Holy Ghost uses. But I'll, get, I'll see him. I'll see him get in that zone. I'll see him glass over. And when he does and that anointing's on him, I get to laughing over there. Something's moving. Something's shaking. Something's staring. You know why he's saying that? That ain't just good preaching. He feels it. It's something coming out of his overflow. And he's anxious for you to grab a hold of it. and get. He wants it to be communicable. It's not just an expression to try to, it's something he believes. And, you'll, and you try to tell him, oh, there ain't nothing happening. There ain't nothing moving. There ain't nothing starting. This stuff's a bunch of hoax. Oh, you're full of them. You know why he's going to say, oh, no. I know that 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 I know. You know, I made up my mind. I'm going to have revival. If you want to join me, you can. But with or without you, I'm having revival. Can I have an Amen. Remember, sound precedes manifestation. You know, we usually want God to bless, to fix, to heal, to deliver, and then we'll release a sound. That's what we want. We want God to come down and heal our marriage so that we'll have a praise. God wants to come down and put an inward word of truth and belief and hope in you that your marriage is going to be healed so that you can respond in praise before it ever even happens. Ha, I'm helping somebody right here right now. You know, we won't usually want God to do this, that, and the other, and then we'll react with a sound. But we have to realize that's backwards in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, you release a sound while you're still bound. You release a sound while you're still sick. You release a sound while you're still in trouble. You release a sound while you're still in need. You release a sound while you're still broke. You still release a sound while you're still surrounded by your enemy. You release a sound while nothing has ever changed. I want to tell you, your sound cannot be tied to your sight. Other words, on a good day, you'll have a sound, but at your midnight hour, you'll be silent and you'll be destroyed. Somebody's got to believe in the impossible when it seems like nothing's happening because you got an inward truth that you can't let go of and your inner being saying, I believe. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Man, there's a rumbling going on over here. <laughs> 
When you release the sound, God rides on the rides on that sound that you make, and He goes before you. When you believe that God has decreed something, you declare what God has decreed, regardless of what your circumstances is. Well, I'm bound. Well, that's time to be able to express your sound. Amen. Who am I talking here to this morning? Is there anyone that needs God here to do something for them this morning? Come on, somebody. Quit waiting for God to move because there's already been a sound there's, that has went forth that is charging this whole region. Can I tell you, the atmosphere over Butler County is charged. It's electrified. And I'll tell you, there is something upon this hill at the Palace of Praise where the intensity is building. And we have sinners. A man just drove up here the other day while I was sitting out praying on the porch. I was by myself. I just come up here whenever I can. I got to live up here. I can't get away from this place. And he walked up and said, what in the world is this place? This place part of the college? And I said, no, sir. This place is... They called the Palace of Praise. It's a church. Oh, I don't know why, but I was driving by and something gripped my heart. Something gripped my soul. And he said, I just had to pull over here. I had to see what was going on here. I need to know what's going on in this place. I invited him to church. I'm here to tell you there's something happening. I'm here to tell you there's something happening. I'm here to tell you there's a sound. I'm here to tell you there's a drawing. Can I have somebody make a sound with me here this morning? Who's in this thing with me? Stay up because we're fixing to close. There's all kinds of sounds. The enemy's making their sounds. Sounds of intimidation. Sounds of fear. Sounds of mockery. Sounds of, of attack. Sounds of this. Sounds of filthiness and, and obscenity and all that kind of stuff. Well, I want to tell you, there's always been sound barriers to try to stop the sound from God and God's people. There was an old blind man sitting by, the, by Jericho and the multitudes come by and he heard them. You want to start a revival? You want the crowds to follow? Then make a sound. How do you most of them start making sounds and multitudes will come to listen to it? Come on, somebody. That old blind man was sitting there and he asked the disciples that were there, what meaneth this? What's this sound about? Jesus of Nazareth coming by and he cried out to him and they said, hey boy, hold your peace. But you know what the Bible says? But he cried out so much the more. The church was telling him to shut up. The enemy was trying to abort his promise. But something, when he heard the multitude, he heard it. He heard it. And then when they said it was Jesus of Nazareth, he couldn't see it with the natural eye. He was blind, but he believed what they said. And then the very ones that said it did tried to keep his mouth shut. If somebody's beside you trying to calm you down, you tell them, get out of my way, sis. You can sit there if you want to, but I've heard inner truth. This Jesus of Nazareth is in this place. The glory of God is in this place. And when the enemy tries to shut you up, cry out so much the more. When the enemy says he's gonna take your 
children, cry out so much the more. When you say this addiction is going to take you over, cry out so much the more. When this bondage they say is going to destroy you, cry out so much the more. I'm tired of everybody believing in the devil's voice. There's a voice of truth in the land. It's blowing. Let's hear the rumble of those that believe by faith. Okay, Matt, do it to it. Come on, make a noise, church. I didn't know what God was up to when he told me to start playing music 24 hours a day, seven days a week out there. He's setting the atmosphere. He's making sound. I didn't know what God wanted me to do, why he wanted me to do it. Every day, every Sunday morning at 10, 15, that man blows that shofar right out there. The awakening and the gathering. What good is it? If the Philistines knows what those out there, a man was eating in a restaurant right over here, and he was just drawn to our church. This is a different guy. One night on a Monday night prayer meeting, one of our brothers were drawn for prayer, and God gave him a great deliverance. Drawn here, rumbling. But what good is it if they understand it, but we don't in here? What happens if we take this thing for granted? Oh, God, help us. The enemy's out to try to silence you, and he silenced you long enough. The church has been silent too long. They may do this. You know what I'm going to do? They might have put a gag order by a court order. You know what I'm going to do? Whom should I obey? I must obey the voice of God. Come on, somebody. The more they try to silence me, the more determined I am to make my noise. And the more they push and the more they come against me, the louder and more aggressive I'm going to get. We're in revival here today. If your marriage is in trouble, if you're bound by an addiction, if you're struggling, if you're treading water, if you've got depression, if you've got a sickness upon you, it's time for you to run to this altar. Somebody help and start making some sound to the Lord. You've done, you've done wallered around in it and worried about it and fretted about it and believe the lies of the enemy. If you need victory of any kind, if you need blessing of any kind, if you need a turnaround in your home and in your children and the enemy says that you'll never have your children, that 
that is a lie from the pits of hell. I hear the sound of household salvation. I know that it's on the horizon for the palace of praise. It's a promise of God to our seed. I'm here to tell you, I ain't believing in the supernatural workings to break every chain, to destroy every struggle, but I need some people to run to this altar and make some noise this morning. Matt, blow it again. Matt, blow it again. Come on. You gotta make some noise. coming home. That sun's coming home. That sun's coming home. I tell myself. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Come on, get a hold of God. Somebody's tumor's dissolving right now. Somebody's tumor's dissolving right now. I don't know who's got a tumor, but you've been to the doctor and it's dissolving right now in Jesus' name. Ever who that is, make a noise. a rumble. Come on guys, don't stare at the gate. Get in. Come on. Make a noise. Keep making the noise. Grab a hold of somebody's hand. Make a noise. And Lazarus is coming forth. Bars are swinging open. Come on, rain's coming.
breakthrough over here? Did I hear a breakthrough somewhere in the house? Yeah. Woo! Jimmy, lay hands on that man right there. That man's got the what's going on right now. Now, this is real stuff, and I want to tell you what's going on right now. We're in here, and we're making a bunch of noise. But it ain't just ordinary noise. It's an anointed noise. It's a noise of warfare. It's a noise of faith. It's a noise of belief. It's a noise of truth. Come on. And while we're making this noise, the principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places, and all that are sitting in the heavenly saying, What meaneth this? What in the world is going on? And the devil, who's the prince of the power of the air, the chief of demonics, he comes to them and says, We're in trouble, boys. We're in trouble, boys. The presence of the ark is coming to the camp. You're not no longer going to be able to be at your post like you used to be. You've been removed. You're not going to be able to bully old Sam anymore. You're not going to be able to mock little Susie anymore. You're not going to be able to ridicule old so-and-so. You're not going to be able to seduce and seduce, seduce and deceive old little Marianne anymore. Come on, somebody. The heavenlies has changed because these people's got a hold of a sound. And they're declaring the goodness of God. They're declaring what God's always decreed over them. God has decreed that you're free. God has decreed you are saved. God has decreed household salvation for you. God has decreed healing for you. God has decreed health for you. God has decreed prosperity for you. God has decreed deliverance. God has decreed whatever you need him to do. He has decreed it. Now declare it again with a shout. I think you're beginning to believe it here this morning. I love Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all your lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, not sadness. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter in his courts with praise. Bless his holy name. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Can I tell you, his 
mercy endureth to all and his truth endureth to all generations. In closing, I want you to get with a group of five, 10, 20, whatever you can, and I want you to do me a favor. Look at them and don't be intimidated, intimidated and be a radical and just make noise right in front of them. Would you do that? Come on, music, musicians, make a noise. nothing that they can do about somebody's got a crippled foot. God's about to straighten that foot up. And you're going to make your sound because it's coming. And then when you get it out, hey, 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 hey. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. We want you to come out tonight. And when you come in tonight, get behind the preacher. Make a little noise. God bless you.